I want to talk to you about Jesus today. Is that all right? <laughs> we like that guy. Um, Jesus, he's, he's really good, right? We like him. We like Jesus being good. It's good to serve a good God. Um, we serve a God that really loves to bless us. Now, how many of you like being blessed by God? <laughs> yes. Okay. Most of us. <laughs> a few of you. Hopefully, you will by the end of this message. Um, but we have, we have a generous, loving Papa who wants to meet every single need that we have. That's really good. Um, but how many of you sometimes, you know, we, we, we say, God, I'm blessed, or God, you're good. But, but how is it ever difficult sometimes maybe to receive something from the Lord? Anybody? <laughs> Um, you know, it's, it's, it's common for us to want to come to God and we want to pour out our love and our affection and our devotion and our servanthood and, and just being a good um, bond slave of Christ and working for the kingdom. And, and those are all absolutely essential things in the life of a Christian. Um, however, I think sometimes that our, our emphasis can be so much on how much we're supposed to give to God as opposed to how much he has freely given to us. And how much he wants to continually, continually, yeah. freely pouring out into our hearts. Um, what I think is, is sometimes it can be difficult for us to receive um, because we have to admit need. I don't know how many of you felt it when we were praying for financial breakthrough and you stand up and like, okay, now I have to admit need. And we have to stand up and, <laughs> and admit before God, admit before people that, that we need God to bless us. We need God to break in. Um, but when we can admit that need, it actually positions us to receive not only the need, but the abundance. God wants his people walking in abundance and overflow. Um, see, the, the principle of the old covenant um, is demand. Demand, you shall not this, you shall not that, you shall not this, do this, do that. But the principle of the new covenant is supply. Supply. God's given this. God gave his only son. I'm blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. I'm blessed in this way. He's going to break through in that way. God, he is the one who's forgiven me, who's healed my diseases. And, it's, and, and, and you see that throughout the New Testament. But, but overall, that, 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 um, that demand mindset has, has really come into a lot of our uh, beliefs in Christianity. And that's primarily how we relate to God. Is what God is demanding of me and what my duty is as a Christian. But this new covenant of grace, and, and, and you see this in the letters of Paul, he's constantly saying, grace and peace be multiplied to you. Increase, 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 increase. Paul is constantly asking that the Lord would continue to pour out more grace and more favor and more blessing on the people of God. Why? Because when we're blessed and we're operating in overflow, we have something to give. We have something to give. Um, and um, and I, I um, you know, Jesus, he wants to serve you. Jesus wants to serve you. And we have to let him in order for us to really walk in that place of overflow and abundance. Um, 
I want to be a good giver. Amen? But in order for me to be a good giver, I've got to learn to be a good receiver from the Lord. Um, or I'm going to run out. <laughs> I'm going to run out of emotional affection and resources, all kinds of things. Um, I've got to be a good receiver. Um, I want to be a good servant of God. Paul talks about I'm a bond slave of Christ. I want to be a servant of Christ my whole life. And I want him to say, you have served me well. But in order for me to be a good servant, I have to be willing to be served by my king. Let's turn to John 13. And I will pray, because that sounds spiritual. <laughs> Father, we thank you for your son. We thank you for your word today. I pray that you would breathe living understanding on our hearts and our minds today as we open your word. I pray for the revelation of Jesus. Lord, we would encounter this man this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right. John 13, 3 through 8. Jesus is having his last dinner party with his friends. Passover. It was a dinner party. They had like four glasses of wine, rack of lamb. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> communion looked very different <laughs> in John 13. Um, but that's okay. We, we'll, take, we'll take the little crackers too. Um <laughs> But uh, this is right before Jesus dies, and he's um, he's 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 sharing his last meal with his disciples. Um, and, and starting in verse three, it says, "Jesus, knowing that the Father had given, so God who gives again, all things into His hands, that He had come forth from God and was going back to God, got up from supper and laid aside His garments, and taking a towel, He girded Himself." Then he poured water into the basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel which he was girded. So he came to, Pete, to Simon Peter, and Simon said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? And Jesus answered and said to him, what I, do, what, what I do you do not realize now, but you will understand hereafter. And Peter said to him, never shall you wash my feet. And Jesus answered him, if I do not wash you, you have no part with me. Um. You know, Jesus, these, his disciples and his friends, they're expecting this Messiah. They're expecting this powerful king to come and, and completely wipe out the oppression of the Roman government at that time and to restore the kingdom of Israel. And, 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 and he even told his disciples, he said, you're going to be sitting with me on thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. So this whole kingdom of God to them was very literal, and 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 um and so they're expecting this king to come and wreck shop, set up righteousness, and to come do a do a political military takeover, and to be served by all the nations. But what they encountered was a king who said, "I did not come to be served, but to serve. To serve." <laughs> You're good, Jesus. Um, you know, I've, I've, 
read through this passage and I've heard sermons on it and, and, and typically when I've looked at this passage of scripture I've 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 taken I've taken the meaning from it of okay Jesus is he's demonstrating that we have to serve people because he, he, he even says I did not come to be served but to serve in the same way serve one another what I have done for you do for each other and and there is that in here he is he is demonstrating and modeling a life of servanthood he's saying my kingdom is the opposite if you want great impact and influence in my kingdom Kingdom. It's not about stepping on people to get where you need to go. It's about bending down and getting on, getting to their feet level and serving them. That's how you attain greatness in the kingdom of God. Um, but something I don't want us to miss in this passage is that uh, is and so so that's 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 what he's saying. But he's also saying, "This is my nature as the Son of God is to serve you. I want to serve you, and I want you to let me serve you." Um, this this messes with our minds. Um, because, and, and it messed with Peter's mind. He's saying, Jesus, that's, that's impossible. And I, I think he was sincere. I think, I think he was looking at Jesus and seeing how great of a man and great of a king he was and had all these hopes for the restoration of Israel and for, um, for just heaven on earth that he really wanted these things. And then Jesus comes up to him and serving him and he's looking at this man who's full of love and saying, you're, you're the one that's worthy of all blessing and honor and glory and power. And you're, you're serving me. You're doing the least, you're, the, the most menial task for me in the culture of the day. It's like Jesus showing up in your room while you're while you're praying or you're, or you're in the kitchen cooking and, 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 and you have an encounter with Jesus and the only thing he wants to do is to say, hey, I want to take out your trash for you. Hey, let me get those dishes. You sit down and you rest. Let me serve you. It messes with us. We're like, Jesus, you're Jesus. You're like, and we're like, run, Jesus shows up and we're like, how, how, Jesus, what can I make you? What can I serve you? How can I be there for you? <laughs> because because we, we, we love him and we want to pour out to him. But then there's this thing, there's this demand mentality of, well, the king's here. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. I've got to serve this way. I've got to serve that way. And, and, and there may be times for that, but sometimes he appears to us for the sole purpose of serving us. And ministering to us and blessing us. Um, and so we get this mentality. Sometimes we're like, well, God, you know, I don't need much in my life. If you just kind of bless my job a little bit, you know, give me a cute wife, you know, give my kids a good job, you know, just do a few things, kind of throw me a bone here and there. I'm not going to bother you very much. And, uh, and, and you don't have to worry about me, God, because I know you're really busy and you've got a lot of other things to do and you don't have time for my neediness. So you can go minister to all those other needy people. You just give me a few things, I'll be okay. And we've called that humility. <laughs> and here's what Jesus calls it. He says, if you don't let me serve you in this way, you, don't have, a, you have no part with me. 
See, we can't really truly understand his heart as a, as a, as a good king, as a righteous king, unless we understand him as a servant. You know, he says in, in, um, in Luke that at the wedding supper, Jesus is coming back. He's driving Satan off the planet. All wickedness is going to be um, um, cleansed of the earth. And then, uh, then he's setting up his kingdom. And the first thing he's doing is he's throwing another party. The wedding supper. And he says that the Son of Man will serve this meal. Jesus is going to be the head waiter at the marriage supper of the Lamb. <laughs> and he's going to come up to Anne-Marie and say, Anne-Marie, what can I get you today? What are you hungry for? Here's what I have for you. Here's what's on the menu. What do you want? No, let me get that. You just stay right there. I'm going to get it for you. Um, you know, Jesus has a feast laid out before us. A feast of his presence, a feast of his love, a feast of his affection, a feast of his resources. And, um, and if we are not receiving from him in what he wants to give us and what he, how he wants to serve us, um, we're going to run out of those resources. Um, and and, and, and if, we're not, if we're not enjoying what he wants to freely give us, because we each have needs in our heart. We have needs, we have outward needs, but we, we, have, we have internal needs, so both are applicable. If we're not receiving those from Jesus, we're going to go somewhere else to meet those needs. And that's exactly what happened in the garden. God is saying to Adam and Eve, freely eat of all of these trees. Every pleasant tree, every good fruit was planted in this garden. A garden of paradise, a place of pleasure and enjoyment for the people of God. And what the enemy tries to do and what he did to Eve is he drew her away from the, the, the sources of pleasure that God had provided and set her in front of something else. So he said, if I can pull the people of God away from receiving their source of life and blessing and love and, and resources from the Father, I can direct them to an illegitimate way to receive it, to get it. And they put their focus, Adam and Eve put their focus on that one thing that, they, that, that, that was harmful. God's saying, you can eat of all these, but if you eat of this one, it's going to hurt you. And so their lack of feasting on the abundance made room for a hunger for something that would produce death and lack. And Satan was saying, God's holding out on you. This is what you need. This is what you need. And that need in her was real. And so we, that's, that's really, this is so key to actually walking in, in holiness and righteousness. You know, God loves pleasure. God loves enjoyment. He wants your heart fulfilled. And, and people that are bound up in different types of immorality and addictions, you know, it's, it's, we have to do more than say, don't do this, don't do that. We have to. Because if we're, con if we're constantly saying, don't eat this, it will kill you. Don't eat this, it will kill you. We're putting the focus on the tree of knowledge and good and evil. And that's what they're going to be thinking about. And that's what they're going to go to time and time again, because it's all that's going to be on their mind. But we have to learn to start directing people into the pleasures of knowing and loving God. We have to teach them how to freely receive from the Lord.
Um, and, um, you know, in, in the um, Laodicea, the mentality of that church was, God, I'm fine. I don't need anything from you. I'm having a, I love my church service. I love my community. But, you know, I'm, 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 I've got everything taken care of. I don't need anything. And here was Jesus' response. He's saying, no, the things you're eating and the things that you're investing your time and your affections in, they're actually leaving you poor, miserable, blind and naked. And he says, I want to dine with you. I've got a feast that I want you to eat of. But it's going to take some uh, admitting of need. Um, but, you know, Yaku was uh, leading worship here um, in the afternoon, I think it was last week. And, you know, he's singing about holy, 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 worthy, worthy, worthy. And um, just kind of Revelation 4 and 5, throne room. And, uh, and, and he, he starts talking about how, as, as he's worshiping, how, you know, there's this holy God who actually wants to come and wash our feet and serve us. And so I'm starting to picture in my mind, Revelation 4, I mean, you have the bright Jasper Sardius God that's just beaming and shining, lightning, thunderings, and voices, and angels and archangels singing and praising the four cherubim covered in eyes around, crying, holy, 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 and an emerald rainbow, and all elders, you know, sitting around these glorious thrones. And so we picture these things in our mind, and we picture just the elders all bowing down, Lord, you're worthy, Lord, you're holy, God, you're holy, which, which they're doing. But then I imagine in my mind Jesus coming and stepping down off of his throne, and kneeling to each one of those elders. And he's blessing them. And he's serving them. Um, James, right? Yeah. Amen. Um, You are a laborer in the harvest, and uh, and I just I see um, I see you just reaching out your arm, and just among it's like this sea of people, and you're just bringing them all in. Um, and I and the Lord wants you to know that not only are you bringing souls into the kingdom of God, but you're bringing them in with love. You know, you're bringing them in with with the. I just see you being really personal with the people that that you lead to the Lord. Um, and every person that encounters the Lord is also going to encounter James and the, the love of God flowing out of him. So, amen. Um, I want worship team to come on up. Psalm 67. Verse 1 and 2. It says, God be gracious to us and bless us. 
and cause his face to shine upon us, that your way may be known to the, on the earth and your salvation among all nations. You know, in that word bless in the Hebrew, one of the translations is kneel down. Kneel down. Um, so when we ask God to bless us, we're moving out of this mentality of saying, God, throw me something from your seat in heaven to saying, Jesus, come close to me. Come real close and let me see your face. And when the people of God are receiving the blessing and the favor and the overflow and the abundance of God, you know what this says is going to happen? Salvation among the nations. Global harvest and revival. 